0: Welcome everybody to Straight Shooter Wrestling Podcast. I'm one half of your hosts, Santi. Here
1: with Steve. How are you, Steve? Oh, well, this is a new one for us, buddy. Early morning recording, well, midday recording now and uh, you know, it's a weird one for us today and we've, we we kind of got through the uh WrestleMania hangover. Um that was a that was a lot of wrestling over five or six days. Uh thank you so much to all the fans and uh followers for your in, your increased support um we've seen everything from the TikTok to the youtube to the twitter all growing so i just want to show my gratitude and uh hope everyone had a great wrestlemania season we're about two weeks past it and uh yeah i'm still buzzing from it man what about you well i mean like my wrestlemania hangover i think our wrestlemania
0: hangover was like almost like a real hangover um so we both got very sick you got covid yeah. i got cold plus strep throat Uh, not to one up you but strep throat is way worse than covid i just want to throw that out there so that i can get sympathy points um but that's part of the reason why we missed um, last week's podcast we also figured you know what it's a good break it's wrestlemania the end of wrestlemania season um so i mean why don't we make today's podcast a Wrestlemania hangover podcast we're going to be talking about the uh Raw and Smackdown after Wrestlemania's all the shenanigans that have been going on with backstage rumors with the likes of potentially GCW being bought Brock Lesnar not appearing in shows that he was advertised for etc cetera, etc cetera. and of course um we'll always uh, oh I was gonna say we'll always finish it off with where's Veer but Veer's here um and we should all fear Veer so uh, that segment unfortunately is done uh but Steve Raw after WrestleMania, can I just throw it out there that I think it might be safe to say
1: that the Raw after WrestleMania is no longer special? Here's the thing, I I will agree with you slightly on this, but my big thing is, and I saw a lot of this in our comments, Texas really got hit with a tornado of wrestling. It wasn't just WWE. They had AEW. They had NXT Stand and Deliver. They had all these smaller indie guys there. They Texas was so wrestling at wrestled out by Monday nights. I even feel these hardcore fans that came for you know the raw after mania. I think they were just exhausted. Yeah. Like what Mania did, like I we were exhausted and I stayed up to watch. We were supposed to record right after Monday Night Raw and we were both done. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I did not want to see another
0: suplex, another promo. I, 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 you know what? I think it's, I think that's a fair assessment. I was wrestling doubt for a while there, um, yeah. where all I wanted to do was just tune out and, um, and not think about professional wrestling and may, you know, maybe that's how the fans felt because they were quite flat. Um, even in moments where um, in past years, in past Raw aftermanias, manias, the pop would have been insane. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes coming out um, for the first time on Monday night, raw in what, six, almost seven years um, yeah. with, you know, enough pyro to celebrate new years. And, the reaction was fairly flat. Like, I'm not saying it was a negative reaction. I think, for the most part, I think the audience is fairly on board and over on Cody Rhodes, more so than than we are. But the the, the larger wrestling audience is over on Cody Rhodes. And it didn't, I don't know, it didn't feel um, like that same buzz or pop that, say, the likes of Brock Lesnar got when he came back. Uh, Bobby Lashley, when he came back. Um, Like, there's just been... Like, I will say this. I felt like the pop was hard to differentiate between the debut of Veer and the return of Cody Rhodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, obviously, like, Cody's lasted a little bit longer. Like, there was some Cody chance, but it was, like, it was half-hearted. Um, I find, actually, this week's Raw in, uh, I can't remember, where, where, where were they? Was New that Orleans the Detroit one? Detroit, that's Damn. it, Detroit. This week's Raw in Detroit, Cody was over, over. And like that Ms. TV segment, I loved everything to do with it. I feel the crowd was more involved with it. Um, I just, yeah, it was really flat. I even posted on my TikTok the night of, and I had half the f- people in the comments saying the fans are dead or it. W- he Cody's not as over as WWE are going to hopefully want it. But I think this week in Detroit really showed something different. Um, the... Uh, veer coming out uh attacking the the mysterios uh last monday was um actually a genuinely decent pop i think people are just so happy that they're not going to get the vignettes anymore yeah <laughs> so i just i feel everyone was tired uh you and i like like we said we were we were very very tired we i, I didn't want to watch wrestling either um but it just the raw after mania is still going to be that special one because like I think next year in L.A., you're getting, like, people with a lot of money, first off, going to be at this event, people that are going to travel different distances. I think next year's could be very different. A couple of years ago uh, out of Dallas, uh, well, Dallas was a lot longer than a couple of years ago. What was it, eight years ago? Yeah, 32. Uh, 32. 32. The Raw after Mania was insane, right? So it just, I think it's just hit or miss on this at this point now.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think that you're right. And, um, I mean like it, it's I, how do I want to say this? Like it's in the past, they've left shocking debuts for, for WrestleMania, uh, excuse me for the raw after WrestleMania. And there wasn't any, I think the closest one to a shock debut was, I guess the week after, uh, Tomaso Ciampa appearing in a segment. Um, but that's kind of about it. Um, everything was expected. There was no surprise, which, again, isn't always the worst thing. I don't think that we always need to be swerved and surprised. Uh, but I think you kind of come to expect that from the Raw after WrestleMania, which I think leads to these really high expectations, which leads to people being disappointed um, and, and, and being whiny and complaining like I am that the Raw after WrestleMania is no longer what it used to be. I will say the Raw after WrestleMania historically has been my favorite episode of Raw of the entire year. I mean, I'll I pose this question to you, Steve. Little uh, little side side trail thought. Uh, what are some of
1: your favorites Raw after Mania moments? Uh, I'm good. Well, first off, I think the one that comes to mind right away is uh, Lesnar coming back yeah uh, against Cena. I think. Truthfully, I think that was the biggest pop I've ever heard Lesnar get. And it was still like the the Internet community ruined it. We knew he was coming, but they held it off long enough. Just that hit of the music, the guitar and Cena just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think that one there really, really stands out for me. Um, What else is there? You you hit me with a couple of yours sure. because I'm I, I'm I mean, trying to think I, of a few.
0: You know what's kind of crazy? Um, the internet has been ruining raw After manias for a, much longer than people think and can remember. Um, you know, wrestling boards and message boards back in 2003 had the rumors that Goldberg had finally made the the jump over to WWE. Now, mind you, wrestling forums and boards were a very small pocket of the wrestling fandom back in 2003, 2002. Kayfabe wasn't fully dead back then uh, because the internet wasn't as prevalent. Uh, Most people were still on dial-up. But the thing is, when it's Raw After Mania, who are the fans? The fucking people at the message boards and wrestling forums back in 2003. So. If you go back and watch the Raw after WrestleMania 19, when The Rock comes out in the final segment to brag about how The Rock has done it all, The Rock took that candy-ass Stone Cold Steve Austin and whooped his ass all over Seattle. the 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 promo of The Rock has done it all, and then people start with the Goldberg chants. Goldberg, and even as a kid, I was just like, what? Goldberg's coming out and and the fans are kind of ruining it, but it's still one of my favorite moments because the rock is the rock and is so good at playing it off. He's hearing these Goldberg chants and I still remember the rock saying, Oh, you guys, you guys think you're smart. You guys know about Goldberg, huh? You guys know about Ida Goldberg, the rocks accountant. Congratulations. Of course, eventually Goldberg comes out and then spears the living hell out of the rock. That's one of my favorite raw after mania moments. Um, Never thought I'd say that I would love a Goldberg segment, but I did love that particular Goldberg segment um yeah. But you know, I'm extremely biased when it comes to anything 2003 Hollywood rock. But I would say that's probably my favorite. Rock I'll for say I'll,
1: I'll say that is probably one of the best best sells of the Spear I've oh, ever yeah. seen as well. Like he <laughs> he looked like he actually got torn right in half, and that <laughs> floppy fish out of water cell was incredible he was in that white tank top right like the white cutoff. i think he was i can't in. remember he might have been uh, in that
0: he might have been in his douchey hollywood jacket that he was wearing back in the day maybe, but either maybe, either yeah. way like the the wrestling internet fandom yeah. has been around for much longer than people think it's just now you could say that everyone um is part of the iwc I- 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 back then it was a very small pocket uh, yeah. But now it's almost everybody, right? Because everybody has ease of access to, to rumors, predictions, and dirt sheets.
1: Yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of dirt sheets, uh, something very hot off the press that we were uh, talking about before we came on the air. Uh, WWE reportedly interested in GCW. That's so bizarre. Wow. Would you ever have thought that I would have read that headline to you? No,
0: considering like, like WWE is constantly well, not constantly, but like when they get compared to AEW, they're like, yeah, well, like we're not about blood, blood and guts. And and then what does AEW do? They create a freaking pay-per-view called Blood and Guts. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like WWE has always tried to distance itself from the deathmatch style of professional wrestling. And then here they are buying the poster child of deathmatches in professional wrestling, potentially, of
1: course yeah potentially like i was i was reading the headline and uh brett lauderdale who is one of the the main guys at gcw apparently those guys had a full-fledged executive suite uh uh, provided to them from wwe uh he's posted on twitter uh and the caption is my close personal friend stephanie mcmahon it's him and stephanie at wrestlemania him in gcw gear and stephanie with her cheeky like little business look on her face I don't think this is uh, this is rumors. I think there's a lot more to this um, that we see. Like obviously the Peacock. Well, we don't get get as much of the notice of Peacock um, up here in Canada, but uh, the Peacock uh, subscriptions are doing probably just as well as the WWE network, from what I'm hearing in the states, and that's not good for for Peacock, especially with how much they invested in WWE um so is this going to be a positive maybe bringing over this is my question to you uh bringing over more more so some of the hardcore fans that wwe has lost over the years i will say this um yes but you are
0: let's let's live in the pie in the sky world where wwe has bought gcw yeah okay you can throw out whatever notion or dreams of seeing GCW. Superstars, if we, if we need to call them that, um, or GCW style matches on Raw or SmackDown, it's just not happening. It's no. gonna if if they buy GCW, it's going to be to bolster their streaming catalog. Uh, streaming is. All the rage right now every platform and every major um media outlet is wanting to bolster their um their streaming capabilities and professional wrestling is seen as a really easy buy like it, it gets views um mm-hmm. right like even right down to like AEW potentially making these moves um so if wwe can just continue to bolster the lineup of things that they can offer on streaming platforms it's just a it's money printing for, for WWE Uh, from a business standpoint, I think it's a great purchase and it is a great way to bring, I guess a more mature eye without diluting or damaging the actual WWE brand and name. It could end up being a very similar purchase to evolve wrestling where when they bought evolve wrestling, evolve wrestling continued as evolve wrestling for quite a while. And it was just to bolster the lineup of things that were available on the WWE network at the time. It could just be that I don't think that you're going to be seeing Ray Mysterio in a barbed wire steel cage match against Matt Cardona. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon.
1: Well, you actually mentioned something uh, very uh, interesting there with the likes of Matt Cardona. Um, could two ways that we could look at this is this a potential first step into a long road of a crossover that everyone dreams of of AEW and wwe which yes okay i'm dreaming in fantasy world but then you look at the other side of it matt cardona has not had a lot of good things to say about wwe since he left and then you got the likes of john moxley the briscoes guys that are very heavily active uh sean waltman uh previously Pac, like these guys that are all either ex-WWE or under contract with Ring of Honor and AEW, we're not going to get those guys in GCW if this purchase is made. That's gone now. So yes. some of the main figureheads are gone. But correct? you
0: will get those guys, Steve, when it comes to a backlog catalog of archived footage that WWE would own. And I like I'm like, that's the point I'm trying to make. I think that that's where they see the value in yeah. on-demand streaming. I don't think that they see value in GCW in live streaming like a live event i just think that it they see the value similar to what they saw in wcw in the large catalog of footage that uh, they would be able to get from something like gcw which is why i'm shocked that tony khan was able to basically steal ring of honor the way that he did because i really believe that wwe was all about buying that video archive um but Yeah, we'll see. I don't think that this is setting up a crossover. I do think that that might be a little bit too pie in the sky, Um, Mm -hmm. but it will create a world where WWE owns footage of guys like Matt Cardona and Moxley having these crazy ass death matches.
1: Yeah, we will see. It's, it's like I said, this is very new. This is well, it's April fifteenth today, and this this came out today, so we've got a lot a lot more news ahead of us in the next in the upcoming weeks, so we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Uh I I mean let's uh, I mean
0: we're kind of in the world of indie wrestling here. Um why don't we talk very briefly about AEW and all even more rumor debuts um that uh Antonio Keg I can't remember his indie name, Cesaro. Uh, yeah. might be making his, uh, his all elite debut alongside everybody that WWE is either firing, letting go, or, um, isn't resigning.
1: Um, are I'm you going to let you run with this because your, your, your face says it all, Santy? your face says it all. I love Cesaro.
0: How is it that I'm uninterested in this? I am. I'm uninterested in the potential of Cesaro going to AEW. Because, I mean, we we look at one set of things. WWE didn't use Cesaro. WWE, like, butchered Cesaro and and buried him. No, they fucking didn't. Cesaro always had television time. Just because they're not always, like, in the championship picture or winning uh, world championships doesn't mean that the talent is buried or underutilized. Cesaro was on television every night. The reason we knew he was so good was because WWE put him in front of us as often as they did, right? He always had prevalent spots whether it was on monday night raw smackdown um and even pay-per-views with even main eventing some pay-per-views with the with the likes of roman reigns the reason we know cesar is so good is because he was on television so much with wwe so let's get that out of the Uh, let's throw that notion out that WWE buried Cesaro and underutilized Cesaro because they didn't, they just didn't put a world title on him. All right. We, we can't just always base the merit of somebody's career based on the amount of world titles
1: that they, that they hold. If we're going to do that, erase Scott Hall, erase Jake, the snake Roberts, erase Owen Hart from history. Like I completely agree with you. Please continue.
0: So then we go into AEW where we have all of these X WWE guys that are going there and on paper everybody's gets really excited oh like we're finally gonna get like that cesaro main event run um this ruby soho main event run yada 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 and then we don't actually get that from the talent that they bring over from wwe look at ruby soho look at tony storm um dare i say potentially maybe even look at the likes
1: of keith lee um just about to jump on Keith Lee because you said something about a month ago or a month and a half ago on one of our podcasts where you said it's great that Keith Lee has come into all Elite Wrestling because he deserves to still be in in the spotlight. But you said he's going to be in a tag team in a, in in two months. Um, what just what's just happened? Yeah, and what's like, just happened? Th- this is what happens
0: when your blo- roster is so bloated um, with so much talent either homegrown talent or external talent that you're bringing in from wwe and you only have three hours of television throughout the entire week i'm not saying that like you need to make aw dynamite three hours long because we please no please no you might want to make rampage two hours but is that is that enough no right i don't don't think that's enough Right? The other solution is a third show or to turn AEW Dynamite into three hours, which at this point, then you're just becoming as obnoxious as Monday Night Raw. Yeah. There comes a point where you can have a a plethora of riches that you're not gonna utilize. And mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that Cesaro is going to turn into that, unless, of course, the idea is to rebuild Ring of Honor around the likes of Cesaro. And um Samoa Joe's Samoa of the Joe. world, right? Um if that's what they plan on doing with Cesaro, I could see this working because Cesaro will get TV time, screen time. Yeah. But just know the reason Cesaro is so good and the reason every wrestling fan wants to see him succeed in this craft is because WWE featured him prominently for us.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, and I, I, I completely agree. And the likes of Cesaro, Samoa Joe. Um, it's almost like, uh, someone is debuting every week these days on, it doesn't matter if they're a big name or a small name. Like you look at, look at this, this past week on dynamite, we had the likes of Satnam Singh, uh, the ex NBA basketball player. Um, do you know who he is? No, I don't. Exactly. So my point being, it's like they just keep filling their roster. And yes, Tony Khan, I understand you are an absolute billionaire and you can afford to pay these astronomical wages. But sooner or later, you're going to have to look at your 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 loss, like the losses you're taking on. The salaries that you're paying, like you've got the likes of he has to uh, predominantly put CM Punk on television every week because CM Punk's getting paid three million dollars a year, three and a half million dollars a year. Right. The likes of Jericho is getting the same thing. You've just signed Paige Van Zandt, who has literally done nothing, but she's getting paid an astronomical amount of money. So you're bringing in the likes of Cesaro, you bring in the likes of Samoa Joe, um, you've got Jay Lethal, all, all these Ring of Honor guys. Is it it not a better idea just to then separate and almost have that full brand split instead of merging this AEW Ring of Honor talent and trying to fit them on both shows? Because I think with Cesaro and like you said, with Samoa Joe, you could really build a massive, quote, indie feud and build Ring of Honor bring ring of honor out of the 230 300 people in the stadium or the arena to you know a detroit coliseum a caesars a caesars arena uh or a little caesars arena or a scotia bank arena here in toronto you could put ring of honor on that level if you book it right with talent that you've got on this AEW card just throw them down there Build a solid women's division. Build a solid like world title and put in put the what is it was the Ring of Honor television title that Joe's holding yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the television title almost as your IC title and just book it well. But that's the one thing Tony Khan has always struggled to do, in my opinion, is he has struggled to book well creatively and consistently. You know, Punk's feuding with you know the likes of um, what are they called uh, the 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 latino tag team yeah uh the he's pentagon, feuding with them yeah. This, yeah he's feuding with pentagon this week but two weeks ago he was feuding with like a jobber this is where i struggle with AEW. yeah uh
0: yeah i think i'm i'm 100 percent with you um i mean again i'm excited to have the likes of cesaro potentially on more television because he's good um but they believe it or not like as people might might argue against me he had plenty of television time in yes, WWE. He did. And I don't know if AEW can offer um, the same um, amount of television time when they're constantly bringing in all this talent that they have to justify their purchase of, right? Um, yep. and, and this is with like the likes of Kenny Omega still being out with injury right? Once Kenny Omega comes in, what's going to happen to the main event picture? Like who's going to get pushed out when they get pushed out of the main event picture. Are they going to get pushed out of television entirely? Like some of these other uh, major talent has been pushed out of television or are they going to go into, um, into um, some tag team feud, or maybe they'll actually do something interesting with them, like how they're doing with William Regal and uh, in his stable and UW and whatnot. Um, So I, Again, I keep sounding like the biggest WWE mark on the planet, but I think credit needs to be given to WWE for elevating Cesaro the way that they did. And we need to stop with this notion that just because he wasn't given the world championship, that he didn't grab the brass ring. The brass ring is getting television time. That is the most important thing. You got to remember that these people don't get paid more for holding titles. No. They got paid the exact same amount whether they're holding a title or not. Part of the reason why Shawn Michaels never wanted to be world heavyweight champion past 2002 cuz he knows that that's just like arbitrary accolades that don't make you any more money uh in the long run like your your contract and your salary is still the same. Getting TV time and prominent TV spots is like that's the holy grail of WWE television and Cesaro was on our television screens every week week yep, in week much. out.
1: Yeah, exactly. All so, right. Well, um I've I've actually got one, uh, since we did speak a bit about AEW, I want to talk about quickly um, a very interesting interview that we saw your favorite Maxwell Jacob Friedman have with Mm. uh, uh, Ariel Helwani. I want to get into this because it's very rare in professional wrestling where contract discussions come up two years before a contract is up. Is Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, an absolute legend and genius when it comes to business? Or is he setting himself up for failure? January 1st, 2024 is the day his contrast expires with Tony Khan. And he has said already he is not resigned. What is your opinion on this, man? I mean, like, as a wrestling fan
0: and as a fan of drama, I love it. Yep. this is a terrible business move this is a terrible fucking business move because it, if i'm if i'm tony khan and i'm not gonna get a, a a signature from mjf you know what i'm gonna do okay i'm just not gonna give you tv time yep <laughs> like like that like that's just what's that's what wwe would do to
1: you Yep. a hundred percent
0: that's what wwe would do to you and if tony khan is smart like I understand that, like this is one of his golden eggs, but it's not like his biggest money maker. Um, if 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 Tony Khan is willing to let go of Cody Rhodes, he's willing to let go of MJF. I'm just saying that. I think it's a terrible business move because again, now you're actually giving. It, I think fans that maybe don't understand contract negotiations as much uh maybe younger fans might think that like well this is mjf taking the power for himself no that's actually giving the power to the contract holder who is tony khan tony khan can decide to bury this guy now if he wants to make him lose a hundred times in a row if he wants to and completely devalue the name of mjf once he hits the
1: open market (laughs) it doesn't this is biting the hand that feeds you (laughs) actually i think that was commented i think ariel hawani actually said that in the interview are you not really like almost burying yourself doing this and i think mjf's one quote and i loved it was i've already know what my number is and the number has pretty much already been agreed to by another company and that other company being wwe has already reached out and apparently talked to him and said like this is what we see in the future
0: okay so but but real quick i'll throw this a quick question to you yeah what if tony khan all of a sudden decides to make this stardust 2.0 will that offer still stand i highly doubt it right this is what i'm what i'm trying to get at Mm -hmm. tony khan still has all the power he can make him fucking stardust 2.0 right yep. he can he can he can make them have a love triangle with a mop all right wrestling bookers are petty all right they and are. this is the shit that they do they'll make you have a feud with a mop they'll make you carry around a head all right they're very fucking petty and you're putting yourself in a
1: position you're putting yourself in front of the sniper crosshairs Oh, 100%. And even though he's got the most, probably the most arguably entertaining storyline in AEW right now with Wardlow, that could end so quickly if he doesn't tread the line. And he is really on that line, on that proverbial thin ice. And the cra- I can see the cracks forming by the end of this year. He's got one more year on his contract. I don't see MJF doing a lot of big things in in AEW come next year. Or we're getting worked. Hey, if he's working us, bless him, he's just gone to another echelon of like carrying that character outside of television. And I love it.
0: It, Like, if we're getting worked and he knows that he's re signing with AEW and him and Tony Khan are just laughing it up, and all these rumors are just like the, the rumors that there's like friction between them are just BS and it's just us getting worked, then that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because it gets yeah. people talking about like what's next for MJF, what's next for MJF, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which, you know, keeps you relevant in the eyes of um of fans when when wrestling isn't on TV. And that's huge to yeah. to be able to to continue to be a a name that is talked about when you're not on television. That's huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the comments, let us know what you guys think. Are we getting worked or is this a is this uh is this real? I mean, like it's almost such a dumb business decision to to do what
0: he's doing, that yeah. I almost think that this is it's it's gotta be a, a work.
1: <laughs> Some sort of work. Yeah, because
0: it, it is incredibly stupid. Like in in not just in WWE terms, in 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 professional sports as well. Yeah. Right. But pro- here's the
1: thing, being being on Ariel Holwani though, are you really gonna like do a shoot promo on like one of the most respected combat sports uh journalist podcasts? Like that's, for me, that's ballsy. Like yeah. it's, it's Ariel hawani. Like, I mean, are you really going to like go MJ- into
0: character and lie? MJF is always in character. I watched the video of him roasting somebody in a wheelchair at a, at a fan signing, right? I saw him roast so a, an eight year old girl saying that is uh, your mom should have swallowed uh, like, like MJF is always on character when a camera is on him. I think he's too smart to not, be calculating with the words that he's saying uh, that he knows are going to be heard by hundreds of thousands of people
1: yeah. yeah yeah we'll see what happens it'll be an interesting one that's for sure all right Steve. what what else do we want to talk about today um i've i've the,
0: i think we we went over brock lesnar right oh no we we haven't talked about brock lesnar this isn't this is kind of a, a non-story so i guess he was uh booked for wrestlemania backlash at the very least that's what the what the advertisements allegedly said i have never actually mm-hmm. seen them. Um, this was supposed to be for May 8th. Uh, and it was, I guess, supposed to be perhaps a confrontation and um, um, the blow off to Roman Reigns versus uh, Brock Lesnar. And now all of a sudden he's not booked for the show. And people are saying that he was never meant to be on the show, that it was all just like a, I don't know, loss in translation mistake. I don't know how you lose that in translation that Brock Lesnar is going to be there or not. Um, but there's also just like all of these rumblings that Brock Lesnar is unhappy that he was originally supposed to be the one that was supposed to go over on Roman. Um, but like, remember when I said that, like, you know, Shawn Michaels never wanted the title because like it just like doesn't matter. I don't think Brock mm. Lesnar gives a shit about the titles. I, <laughs> I really don't. I, I really think he's just there to make his money and I can respect that. Um, So I, I think these rumors that he didn't go over yada, yada, yada are are bogus. I don't think he gives a shit
1: yeah i think i think uh one of the one thing that comes to mind is when he uh yeeted the universal title at vince uh, after a show um but the one thing with new brock and i'm gonna say new brock i'm gonna say cowboy brock sure i really think this is a brock lesnar that is in en- was enjoying his overall time in this run with roman he genuinely seemed like he was having fun which is something we've never really seen from lesnar we saw it with the money in the bank for a little spell but um this one it was months of smiling face brock lesnar that we never really got in any of his career yeah even when he was face he was always like the, the 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 mean guy right exactly so I really think maybe like Brock could be frustrated because he was actually having a lot more fun and maybe he wanted that to continue. Maybe he found, he found his happy place in this. So I'm not trying to be his therapist, but what I'm saying is like, it could be his frustration stemming from I've done something new. I've reinvented myself. Give me more, you know, so I, I I personally feel that maybe that could be a side of it. That's just my own personal opinion.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it it's possible. Um, I guess we we won't really know. I don't know if now the plan is to have Roman Reigns have one off feuds until something like SummerSlam, like we saw the Nakamura. Um, it, it, confrontation if we want to call that Um, who knows if that's what's being set up for a Wrestlemania backlash kind of like how they did with Cesaro I believe it was Cesaro versus Roman at Wrestlemania backlash if I'm I might be misremembering that but um, maybe that's something along the lines of what they're doing here Uh, but another angle um, that's uh, big on WWE uh, at the moment that I told people from day one this is brilliant this is brilliant that if they keep doing this this is brilliant, and everyone's like, "Why would they do this to him?" Blah blah blah. Why does WWE keep changing names and gimmicks? Elias's younger brother Ezekiel might be one of the best things going on in WWE right now. And I to- and and Steve, you and I had a private conversation when I when I specifically said this is genius. If they yeah. keep poking at this, if they keep doing the whole "you're Elias" shtick, yeah. then it's yeah. brilliant because th- this is. This is why it's brilliant, Steve. It's brilliant because this is the first time in a in ever potentially when somebody has had a complete gimmick change, and a complete overhaul and name change where they haven't treated the fans like complete idiots. Yeah. Right. Look at Umaga. Never acknowledged that he was uh, he was Jamal from from Three Minute Warning. Right. Yeah. Rosie never acknowledged that he was Rosie from Three Minute Warning. Uh, there's just there's so many examples of that. But now they know that, you know, wrestling fans are smart. They have the internet, yada, yada, yada. They're finally treating us like we're not idiots that can't comprehend that these are the same person. And I love it. And I absolutely love it because we have the classic comedy trope of everyone around being, quote unquote, oblivious. And then we have the real world character in Kevin Owens being like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is Elias who is playing the role of, I feel, the wrestling community.
1: Yeah, no. You and I must be on some sort of frequency right now because I was going into this next as well. Like I was I was I I, I had it pulled up. I think the one thing that they're doing really well, forget the on-screen stuff, it's the actual trolling online. Like that photo <laughs> of Elias with Ezekiel with his arm over, obviously edited. And and the caption that Elias posted is People will say it's edited, <laughs> and it's it's perfect. It's perfect because you know the internet. IWC is gonna go to the internet and be like, "This is this is not Ezekiel. This is Elias." And the, WWE's already been like, "Yeah, we know you're gonna do this, so we're gonna get at you right away before you can." And they've done it so well. I thought this was the stupidest thing when he originally walked out. And you were like, no, this is going to be awesome. If they do it right, this is going to be brilliant. Kevin Owens, again, is one of those ones like Seth Rollins that can carry a storyline by himself. Like he could, he could build to WrestleMania and have a debut of someone awesome like he did with Cody. But Kevin Owens is still one of those ones that come out, can come out of getting his ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin, which he carried that storyline. And now he's going to carry this for Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. <laughs> and uh, I will say the little hint of like sparkle and perf- perfection was last week with, uh, <laughs> with Tommaso. Oh <laughs> Where- my God, yeah. <laughs> Like, the worst part was watching Tommaso Ciampa try and keep a straight face while sh- while cutting this promo. and would be like, no, you're, you're Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. <laughs> and, like, the sparkle in his eye trying to, sh- like, cut that. And Kevin Owens, like, completely marking out and f- getting frustrated. And I was just like, how are these guys keeping a straight face? Like, this is live television. I'd be cracking up. I'd, I'd be cracking up and like the little irish uh announcer the the guy yeah. there what's his name i can't remember his face like just watching his face quiver trying not to laugh oh man this Santy could be the story of the year i'm calling that right now this could be for the wrestling community it will get a trophy for story of the year for 2022 if they do this right
0: yeah if they do this right this could get over as all hell like i could see this going up all the way to to vince mcmahon like vince mcmahon calling him Elias's younger brother and kevin owens coming in like what the fuck <laughs> right like I, that's what i want to see i want kevin owens to be the persona of the internet wrestling community the one that thinks that they're smarter than everybody else right if the, the one who thinks that he's the one that understands the truth that is that is what I want to see from this feud moving forward and nobody else except Kevin Owens um acknowledges that he's Elias that is what I want to see moving forward I want everyone to acknowledge him as Elias's younger brother Ezekiel except for Kevin Owens that's where the gold is that's where the magic is and that's where you can have some really great hilarious feuds trust me you can have great comedy gimmick feuds um you know immediately I think of uh And, uh, like, you know, oh, yeah. like it's giving me those vibes. Um, and we saw how over, um, Damien Sandow got with, with, with the change of gimmick from like the serious, like, uh, intellectual of the masses gimmick into this funny stunt double gimmick. It, everybody thought it was stupid and it got over as all hell. I think this is what we're going to get with Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel.
1: Okay, so I want to continue on to like my point of how they are doing this so well on the internet. So for one, Elias has changed his Instagram. Not Two, Elias. I am, I am not Elias WWE. <laughs> the first comment in the comments of the photo is Madcap Moss saying, "I think I took this picture." <laughs> And then there's other people, who, like, I was there this that day, like, um oh, who was it? um uh, Cesar Bonini, uh, one of the, I believe he's one of the uh, NXT guys. But, like, there is just wrestlers playing into this. All the NXT guys are being like, hey, I remember when this picture was taken, and just reading these comments. And it's just like, are they really going to run with this? this well and Kevin Owens almost gets straight jacketed at this point, the way they're going with it. And I'm, I'm all, I'm all. Yeah. About
0: if they're going to go with an angle where Kevin Owens gets gaslighted into going insane. Um, I think that's, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. I mean, like there's ups and downs, right. To like WWE changing a gimmick or changing um, or changing names. I Look, I think that there's probably better examples of it actually being a good thing than a bad thing. I just think that we are—we have this recency bias of like, oh my god, like these guys, like Pete Dunne um, and and Walter, like they were such badasses in NXT. Um, why don't we keep them as they are in-, in WWE? Like, I understand that, and I'm with you, but I promise you, there's more positive examples of gimmick changes that have led into. Blossoming careers, okay? Like, if The Rock stayed as Rocky Maivia, we wouldn't have The Rock, all right? If Stone Cold Steve Austin stayed as the blonde, beautiful, stunning Stunning Steve Steve Austin, Austin. we wouldn't have Steve... If John Cena stayed as the prototype, all right? We wouldn't have the Ruthless Aggression Era. If batista stayed as leviathan or stayed as deacon batista we wouldn't have the animal if triple h stayed
1: as hunter hearst helmsley we wouldn't have the game triple h and the the number one of all time if the if mark calloway had stayed as mark calloway in wcw he would never have been the undertaker and we would never have had the greatest gimmick of all time
0: yes so what i'm just i'm just cautioning people who have this recency bias that are upset that some of their favorite nxt folks names have been changed just trust me when i tell you history is in the favor of this this is
1: generally good steps forward for those about to like go off in the comments that we are saying that ezekiel is going to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, (laughs) Undertaker, Rock, or Triple H. We are not saying that, okay? So before you guys decide to go off, we are not saying that at all. What we are saying is history does kind of protect and, you know, um, focus on positive gimmick changes over the ones that we all remember as the negative. So just bear with this storyline I was not a be- uh, not a believer sorry <laughs> a believer shout out Bonalis. Uh I was not a believer of this gimmick at the start I was very confused Santi said just wait I am so over on this right now, and it's entertaining as all hell, and I cannot wait to see what the coming weeks are. I I just want to... I just want to... Like, how we were doing with Veer, like, where is Veer? I want to know who the next com- conversion in the in the locker room is, and the backstage segment is, to, like, really frustrate Kevin Owens. Like, it was uh, Tommaso Ciampa last week. Who do you got this week, Santi, that is going to be in this backstage? Oh,
0: man. I... Jeez, I would love to see RK bro, RK bro getting in on this. Riddle. Would put this over. It would put. <laughs> it would put this into the stratosphere of over. If Riddle can just be like, man, you kind of look like someone that I know. Like, and, and and they can play off into that. And I think that there's so much comedy gold, Steve. When you think of Gregory Helms, do you think of Gregory Helms or the Hurricane?
1: Hurricane. The Hurricane,
0: guys. Comedy changes and comedy gimmicks are a good thing. They're necessary in order to be able to get away from, like, the seriousness and um, that professional wrestling can dive into sometimes. We need this, all right? This is a good thing. This is yeah. absolutely a good thing. Just trust WWE when it comes to these gimmick changes. And the reason I want you to be, be more open to name changes and gimmick changes is because of this, all right? if they have a gimmick change or a name change it means WWE needs to justify it and they're going to give them TV time. All right? Yeah. TV time as I've already talked about in this podcast, that's the real championship. That's the real gold. That's the real currency in WWE. All right? They need to justify why they why they're changing Walter to Gunther and whatever that guy's name is to uh Ludwig, Kai- Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser and what happens TV time, immediate like major spot on SmackDown, both of them. Just be open to the idea of this happening and it's going to happen a lot more, all right? Just be open to it. Just be open
1: to it is all I'm saying. Well, I think we hit the nail on the head on that one, Santi. I'll take your uh, line this week. Santi, where can the people find you? The people can find me over on twitch.tv slash Asanti's app.
0: Um, I'm streaming there six nights a week. So uh, head on over there. And of course, you can always find me in um, on TikTok. So that is at straight shoot um, in the comment section. And of course, leave us your suggestions as to what to do on TikTok. We read them all. Steve, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, Twitch.tv slash Mr. Teshk, I have uh, boosted up the Twitter on the straight shoot side. So is uh, Twitter uh, straight shoot PC. If you ask what PC is again, Santi, I swear to God. And uh, the final one is, guys, I am on the straight shoot TikTok as well. Um, I read all the comments. Uh, I try and get as active in replying back to all you guys as possible. So just be patient. There is thousands of comments a week and for everyone asking for, um, suggestions for videos for us to do. All you guys have to do is just comment your suggestion in the last video that you see posted. Those are the ones we normally take from. So other than that, uh, what a podcast, Santi, and, uh, look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Cheers. Enjoy your WrestleMania hangover.